Working at a job you don't like, I know I sure was. Was it at a call center? A little something like this. We handle nearly 200,000 calls a day. The hotlines to some of the biggest corporations in the country. Intel Online, Melanie speaking. How can I help you? Another terrible day at work. But here's that CSP commercial again. I'll go check it out. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is the nation's oldest and largest network of communication schools. At CSB, you'll learn by doing by working in actual radio and TV studios. Day and evening courses are available for prospective students, where you receive hands-on training from industry professionals that help students inside the classroom. Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which is a, a school that's been around for 58 years, is seeing people who walk out of here and having the tenacity to attack their career. Well, you know, it's really great being able to work with tomorrow's talent and outside with job placement. Call 1-800-TV-RADIO or visit GoCSB.com for more details. And now back to Triple D with INZ on MASN Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Triple D with INZ. I am your host, Zach Morgan. My, hosts, uh, my co-hosts, Ike, Danny, and Dylan have all stayed appearing so i don't have to you know <laughs> claim to be a magician this time stayed daniel appearing. yes focus focus well uh the women's world cup round of 16 starts on saturday uh the u.s women's national team has been dominant except for the second half against chile where they were shut out by the goalie their goalie stood on her head man yeah, good for her i mean incredible performance yeah. and of course you know Carly Lloyd responded to us directly. Uh, us yeah, directly. I, I think it was. Her was. <laughs> yes, um, she, she was definitely listening on Mixler that yeah. day. Carly Lloyd, Wait. we're outing you as our you know first big listener. With the but, golf club. But, but good for Carly Lloyd though. She's one of the. I think she's the oldest player on the team, and yeah, she's she, is. she actually just set a record for the most consecutive World Cup games scored in for a man or woman. She just scored in her sixth straight World Cup game. That's, That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Speaking of stretching out records, uh, Marta increased her World Cup scoring record to uh, 17 goals when she uh, made her appearance. And, in that, actually, and that, that, that is the record. Yeah, that is the record. That is men or women. Closer. Men and women. I was about to ask. Yes, that guys is know. the official Good record. For her. Yeah. Yes. She's been playing. I think this is her either fifth or sixth consecutive World Cup that she's That's playing incredible. in. That's incredible. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. Yeah, Mar 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 Marta's an old player, but, you know, she's still dominant. Yeah, yeah, she's been the face of Brazilian women's soccer for the past 20 years, it seems like. And another player who seemed dominant over the past week, Sam Kerr scored four in a game for the Aussies, two in the first half, two in the second. Still not as good as Alex Morgan. But, Still not uh, as good as Alex good for, Morgan. Good for maybe Sam even, Kerr. Yeah, I mean, maybe not even as good as Mallory Peel. Well, yeah. I could uh, I could officially say Sam Kerr did probably have a better weekend than Steve Kerr, though. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. She with definitely that. did, but uh, the Australian women are, are were one of the favorites coming into the tournament. Yeah, so they're a good team. It's it's I, honestly the round of sixteen. I think is going to be very compelling in the women's World Cup. I, I'm I'm excited to watch it. You know, it's always interesting to me seeing the women's teams, the ones that the women's teams that are really good, but the men's teams aren't. Like Australia, the USA. Canada's USA. women's team's very good, mm -hmm. but then the men's teams aren't. That, that's always interesting to me, like, what yeah. that dynamic is, why the women's teams are so good, the men's you know, aren't. It like, Brazil, it doesn't surprise you. They're good and bold. Right. I, I think it, it goes to show, like, in the countries where the women's teams are better than the men's teams, it just um, – I believe the women in that country, they're able to play in the, the top leagues around the world for, for women as opposed to the men. 
in a country like the U.S., most of the players aren't good enough to play in the top leagues. Christian Pulisic now plays for Chelsea. Um, shout out to my team. But there's not a lot of American players that are really playing at the top level uh, in Europe, which is where the top soccer is played. And it looks like the women are able to actually get, get into those top leagues and play and develop at a quicker rate than, than the men do, if you ask me. I valid, valid point. The results certainly uh, speak to that. I mean, can't argue with that at all. I, I just always found that interesting that – I, I have too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My hometown is a perfect example. Speed I mean, wise. the girls' team goes boom, and the boys Men, and, and the men's is just well. How's, how's, how's the football team? It used to be good when I was growing up, Dan. Because of you. Look at the uh, the U.S. Uh, men's and women's uh, hockey teams are the prime example of that. Where the U.S. women's team, they are currently they've been on a streak where they. They're just wiping the floor with Canada. They've won a sure. number of straight tournaments. I believe they've won, at this point, was it two straight gold medals or just this past one? And I they won a bunch of world championships in a row. I really can't keep track. I I yeah. should be able to keep Winning track of too it. many games. They're doing – and the men's national team, they're always in that uh, – they're, the pa- they're part of that power six in terms of the national powers for the hockey team. But right. they're very – they're never been – they've never been as dominant as the women have uh, – Moving forward, though, to the Copa America, um, that's a yeah. thing that's happening. Copa America, the oh. biggest, the biggest um, TV revenue tournament, I believe, taking place this summer. Well, other than the Women's World Cup, but yes, Copa America has been very compelling so far. Um, yeah, Argentina, Argentina Ar- on the ropes. They squeezed they, it out last night. They barely. Who did they play? They played on um, Panama, Paraguay, 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 right? Yeah. And Miguel Almiron. Miguel, he's a good player. Now he's he's yeah. playing for Newcastle United, Newcastle, but yeah. um, highest transfer transfer record for the MLS. Yep. But the Austra- I mean, Argentina is barely squeaking by. They lost to Colombia, which was that was a great game. I don't know if you watched it. James Rodriguez put on the yeah. show. James, um, the, uh, James, on the, James in a Columbia, Columbia jersey versus James in any other jersey are two different players. Well, he's played uh, out of yeah. position primarily. There's uh, he's he's a number Byron, ten. Byron, he didn't really fit that. He's much. a number ten this though. year. He didn't really fit that much with Byron. He's and number he's, ten, but he's he's been playing. He's been played yeah. out of position recently. I'm seeing um, rumors of him going to. I want to say Lazio. it's Napoli. 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 That's yeah, Napoli. Yeah, I knew it was something blue. Yeah, there, there is an agreement in place for him to go to Napoli, but, um, but continuing on in the Copa America. It looks like Argentina probably won't end up winning it all this year. I think it I lo- be hard if you if you ask me, it's going to be one of Colombia, Uruguay, or Brazil. Brazil. Those I think those are the two the three teams that are that really have the best shot at winning it. Argentina is going to crack and crumble underneath uh, the pressure I like once Columbia. again. I like Colombia. Colombia. They they play well in tournaments. Like you saw them Zapata. at the World Cup last year. I always pick them to make to take that next step, but they always but, seem to like. Fall short. At least they do in the World Cup. Argentina, Argentina? Really attention. No, uh, Col- well, Colombia, Argentina, too, Argentina but Colombia. Too, yeah. But Argentina, they should definitely be winning. But they they shouldn't even have made it past this group. Watching that game, they should have lost that game without a doubt. No, absolutely. They only they got the, a penalty, the, and the the how they actually got the penalty was ridiculous. Did you see? But, the, no, I, I didn't see it until after they got the penalty. It was I'm trying to think of it was a, that picture. It was oh a, no, yes, it was no, a bar yes, situation. Yes, yes, no, I, the penalty. No, yeah, I saw the penalty when. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of the. Uh, I'm thinking of right now Argentina Women's World Cup. I mean, I'm in two Argentina games right now. So <laughs> it, it was remind me of this penalty. I'm it was it was World a hand, it was a handball. 
Um, it, it looked like oh I mean, no, yeah, bounced off his leg. Yeah, exactly, bounced hand. off yeah. his leg first. Yeah, I mean, I granted, his his arm was out. It was out of position. But, but I, yeah. I mean, if I feel like if it bounces off of one part of your body first, you shouldn't count that as a handball. But yeah, his arm was off, but it did bounce all. Yeah, going into talking about rules and that, that could take that could take a lot of time. Yeah, yeah I agree. The hand of God minutes. goal shouldn't have counted. Anyway, oh, you don't you don't <laughs> think so? You don't think so? But but then uh, Argentina gave up another – they gave up a penalty, Nicolas Otamendi, and Pear, they somehow they saved the penalty. But Paraguay should have won that game. Hmm. But back, did you see – actually, sorry, that reminds Did you see the Argentina Women's World Cup game? Sorry to go back there. They came back no. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. down against Scotland. Scotland was winning, I believe, in like the, what, the 80th-something minute? And then they, they scored three, three goals. Three-nothing. Oh. And there was you one goal. so bad for those Scottish women. There was women. one goal where – there was, it was a free kick, and the Scot- Scotland women were making a uh, substitution, two substitutions. The second player was still running off the field, and they're just getting off the field, and the second player is about to run on, and the ref blew the whistle before the player was even on the pitch, and they took the free kick. They were down they were down a man, and then ended in a penalty where someone had to sw- make a bad slide tackle because they were covering two positions. It was such a bad and embarrassing call. They literally blew the play to start while someone was still getting on the pitch. And then Argentina came back to win or came back to draw 3-3, three, three, which is just shocking in and of itself. <laughs> and is, uh, how good is Scotland? Scotland, they were the favorite. They, they're they're good. They were the oh, favorite. Yeah. Argentina, Argentina's horrible. Scotland, oh, really? Yeah, yeah Argentina's. They were An- one of the another, teams that barely got into the women's team World Cup. Where the men's team is awesome and the women's team's horrible. Speaking okay. of, and Scotland's another team where the men's team's horrible and the women's team's good. <laughs> yeah, they have one of the best uh, the best young strikers in the world, and Aaron Cuthbert, She plays for Chelsea as well. Shout out to Chelsea once again. Um, but moving on from the Copa America, the Concacaf Gold Cup is going on right now. Um, that's a team that that's a tournament that the U.S. men's national team, uh, Mexico is also playing in. Um, it's you know it's really just getting underway. The U.S. got off to a great start, playing against Guyana on Tuesday night. They won four nil. Now it was uh, I thought it was a good showing. Um, the U.S. they they played well. They were able to score a number of goals, but. Yeah. Um, Jossie Zardes had a nice Jossie's, uh, <laughs> nice header. Jossie Zardes scored a goal off of his face, and but I mean, granted, give him credit for the yeah, I guess being in a decent position right to have place, an, right to have time. an effect yeah. on the goal. But besides that, he he did not really play well. Jossie Zardes is not a fan. The of American Romelu Lukaku. He, yes, his first touch is his first so, touch is so bad. Oh, so bad. That's but actually a, funny you said that because I remember when Man United got Romelu Lukaku. I tweeted, everyone's so excited for Romo Lukaku, but his first touch is on par with Jossie's artist. That is literally what <laughs> well, I that, tweeted. That is accurate. <laughs> We're going to be talking um, a little bit more about Romelu Lukaku in a minute. In a few minutes. Uh, but I just want to understand this. Um, there aren't many guys on this roster from the uh, 2014 World Cup run. Uh, I noticed that John Brooks didn't. Did he dress or did he not dress? I do not. He I did not believe he. I do not no. believe he did. No, this is a young, full-on young roster. Yeah, After not making the World Cup uh, last year, the U.S. just went full young. Yep, they, they, they had stripped it down, right? Yeah, they had yeah. to make a number of changes to that to that roster. Um, but it's one it's of their best players, actually, Tyler Adams, a nice young midfielder. He's not playing in this. He's going to be one for the. He's future. playing right back for the U.S. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. That. I don't know. They just. Ugh. They don't have. The U.S. have never had any fullbacks. Fabian Johnson has been a right back for them, and he's not, he's a midfielder. Yeah. Uh, well, in Berhalter, we got to trust, I guess. But um, speak, sticking with uh, sticking with soccer, we move over into Europe, talking a little bit about um, the summer transfer window. 
Let's and starting go. out with Manchester City, Kyle Walker. He actually um, extended his contract with Manchester City, so he's actually going to be signing with the team until the summer of 2024. Um, good for the, the the champions of England. They um, they continue to. It's interesting um, because they continue to the, strengthen. Yeah, they that he signed this because word is reports are that Man City are looking at Jao Cancelo from Juventus to maybe take over for Kyle Who, Walker. Exactly, he's a, he's a great player. Honestly, they I think I feel like they should sign him either way because Kyle yeah. Walker he's Kyle getting Walker, a little older uh, and more, then I think he's a rotation. And then ever on the, since he went to Man City, he's not been that good. I don't think. Kyle no, he Walker. hasn't. He really he's been. I mean, he's still he's still got his speed, but his contribution to play has not been um, as effective yeah. as the one he was with Spurs. But I mean, if if uh, Joao Cancelo actually does come over to play for Manchester City, that would be good cover for them on the left side as well with um, with Benjamin Mendy and his continual knee injuries. Yeah, he'll be out for the next two years probably. Sticking with transfers, Neymar has been in the news not only for his off the field issues but also for his uh, for his transfer status. Neymar might actually be leaving PSG and going back to Barcelona this summer. Dylan, what what do you think of the chances of that actually happening? I think I don't I don't I don't see it happening. I know there are reports that PS uh, Barcelona might sell their they have a pre agreed contract to Antoine Griezmann and they might sell that to PSG and and give them money wow. to get Neymar back. Oh, that would be an interesting that situation. Would be an interesting yeah, the move. the big thing is Messi wants Neymar back more than he wants to play with Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, just Oof. like but just I, I which Griezmann's a great player. I, Griezmann is a great player, but he is. But I could kind of see why him and Messi would – their personality – but Messi's very laid-back guy. Griezmann's not really. No, he's not. <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't see that happening. I, I still think Griezmann's going to end up on Barcelona. Neymar's going to stay um, with PSG. Is Neymar currently on loan to PSG? Or? No, he's, no, they, they sold they, him they for – I, okay. I think it was 220 million dollars right. a few, and, two years right. ago. And just to be clear, Barcelona—that's so euros actually. Barcelona could do that. They could just a player that they literally just got and oh, signed. Yeah. Oh, they could they, trade oh, yeah. that contract, like send that contract right over. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, once if, once if, he agrees P- to a contract, they own him. Yeah. <laughs> if PSG wants to sell him, they will. And I, I believe their um, their president Nasser El Khalafi would actually um, be interested in that. It seems like Kylian Mbappe is going to be the talisman for. Uh, for PSG moving forward, and I honestly wouldn't blame him. The kid, he's 20 years old, on path to be one of the greatest players that um, soccer's ever seen. No, see, so, the, see the, that's PSG, the thing where, where PSG, old. that's where I think Neymar, if you just re, just keep him there, I think you can maybe just retain Neymar for just keep him happy, just keep giving him money, maybe for the rest of his career. I think Kylian Mbappe, without a doubt, by yes, next year okay. is leaving PSG. Okay. Yeah, he's going to go he, to Real Madrid. He's already came out and said he wants to go to Real Madrid. And now there are big, a lot of reports coming in that Liverpool are going to go hard after Mbappe this year. And if not, they can't get no. him this year, then next year. Well, good luck with that. Uh, moving, moving on <laughs> go, to some other Go luck to the transfer. Premier League if Liverpool get Mbappe. So moving on to some other transfers, just to wrap it up here at the soccer segment, Juan Mata is actually staying with Manchester United. He signed a, a few years uh, of an extension. Whatever, good for Manchester United. I don't like them. Um, <laughs> and we mentioned Romelu Lukaku earlier with his terrible first touch. Um, he might be on his way over to Inter Milan over in Italy. Now, they just got um, Antonio Conte, who used to manage at Chelsea. They just got him as their uh, head coach a few weeks ago. Um, and because of the way that uh, the last season and a half has really turned out for Romelu Lukaku at Manchester United, 
and um, he's lost his place in the starting eleven to Marcus Rashford. It looks like yeah, he, he wants place. to move. He doesn't have a place in Ole Gunnar Skullshar's team. Roberto Martinez is actually um, urging Romelu Lukaku to to move on and actually leave Manchester United because he's lost his first place, uh, his first team status there, and go over to Inter Milan. So we'll monitor that situation, and um, who knows if it happens by next yeah. week's show, we'll update you on that. But Inter, of course, is they're waiting to sell. Uh, Mario Icardi. Uh, Mario, Mario Icardi. Oh. They're waiting to sell Icardi. That guy, that guy is a, before he's, they, he's, uh, he's crazy. Oh. Well, apparently it's his wife that is the big. Uh, the uh, yeah, his, 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 his wife. His wife is his agent, and yeah. I, honestly, the, the story behind Mario Mario Icardi and his wife. Um, that that could take that could take a while because yeah. he he's he's, he's, he's a he's a wife stealer. Yeah. He's a wife stealer. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> so oh listeners boy. on Mixler, if you're interested in hearing about the Mario Cardi story, read about let that us that know. <laughs> Send us a message on Mixler, and we will definitely put together a story for that for next week. But uh, moving over into American football, we have a little bit of a story about yes the juice. Yes, I need to OJ Simpson. I need to take over for this one. The I juice think. is officially so, loose. Yes, the oh, he's OJ Simpson, <laughs> um, who you know the 25th anniversary of uh, that thing that he's really really famous for. What, what was that again? Um, he he murdered his wife. Oh, I, that yeah, right. that, he was yeah, innocent. yeah, really he was found innocent. Right. Anyway, uh, totally found innocent. (laughs) Um, He joined Twitter very close to the uh, anniversary of that murder, and um, yeah, I that good for you, OJ. But I don't think he understands how Twitter works um, quite just yet. He's got a good number of followers, but that's just kind of because oh my god, this is a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I've... He's got the followers that love seeing driving by and seeing a car accident. That's what you're waiting for. And, you know, less than a week... I'll be honest, I kind of like seeing it. Less than a week of him being on Twitter, um, you know, he's... Uh, his account has allegedly sent a series of menacing direct messages, including a string of 16 knife emojis and the warning that he's going to find your someone's ass and cut them. Oh, my God. This is this is a real thing uh, coming from the real O.J. Simpson okay. account. The funniest Simpson, thing everyone. I've ever seen, O.J. Simpson, on Father's Day, tweeted out a video of him talking about how he's not Khloe Kardashian's dad. On Father's Day, <laughs> this he is tweeted the out the video. Yeah, he no. was like, first things, his first ever tweet. He's like, first things first. But he said, goes in the whole story. He's like, yeah, Chloe, I'm not her dad. I was like, what? On Father's Day? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that, uh, that was uh, there was like oh, speculation. That's been a rumor for oh, OJ Simpson. Really? I never yeah. heard. You know what? Because Robert Kardashian was his best friend. Another thing that well, leads wasn't me that to his believe lawyer. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he was his best friend too, first, but... and then he was his lawyer. Yeah. Another thing that leads me to believe that OJ might not know how Twitter works. He's not really um, tweeting. He's just kind of taking videos of himself <laughs> and posting. Yeah, hey, he just takes like Insta videos to just post them on Twitter. Him talking. Yeah, yeah, and uh, good I mean, old OJ. Yeah, that that man, the guy he was thre- sending threatening to DMs to is of course um, the owner of a parody account with about three hundred followers. So, good job, OJ. Uh, I don't you yeah I <laughs> not not much to really uh, say about that. Yeah, no, but 
other actual football news, which I'm sure there's going to be an update on that OJ Twitter thing the very, over very soon. Under, I, there is going to be a crime that is just going to come out on OJ on Twitter. It's just he somehow just, Twitter is he just, just very openly crime. threatened to stab someone <laughs> in DMs, and that was pretty publicized. Yeah. Like, I, like, <laughs> he'll probably leave his mic on or something on his phone. On his video. Say, take a video. Yeah, I, yeah, I did admit <laughs> to something, and then he'll pick up on oh my God. Who knows? But he, I don't know. Um, I didn't even know about it until Monday that OJ joined Twitter. I was like, well, whatever. You know. Dan, here's to worry about joining Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My Instagram story. Yes. No, OJ yeah, Simpson no. is allowed on Twitter, and Dan is not allowed on Instagram. Yeah. That is. Yeah, that, that actually, yeah. I try, I try to sign on today. Well, I actually signed up today and went into went to sign on, and then it wouldn't let me sign on. It said the email's already being used. So I got out of it, went back on, and it said, you're forbidden or whatever to sign on. Uh, you violated our terms. <laughs> account's been shut down. Ba 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 ba. And I said, oh, only Dan nice. can get his account shut down oh, before nice. it even truly gets amazing. Started. He didn't even get to offend anyone. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Anyway, I'm just getting a notification. Uh, the NFL has finalized new pass interference replay rules. Uh, the competition committee unanimously recommends that instant replay of pat the instant replay of pass interference penalties for the 2019 season. This is something that, you know, after the, uh, I believe, yeah, the NFC Championship yeah, game, right. that was a really, really big thing and for some fa- reason. And the fact that it was unanimous speaks a lot, too, because each of the 32 teams has a vote, obviously, and the Rams themselves were just like, yeah, you know, we might, we probably shouldn't have won that game because of that call. But um, a quick note on the, the pass interference rule changes. So it's actually only going to be in place for the 2019 and 2020 season. So... Based on based on that, it wait, looks wait, like I'm sorry. The 2019 season and the 2020 playoffs, or the or both a 2019 regular season and the 2020 regular season. No, so it looks like it's just the 2019 season. Like the 2019 going. The 20, into 20 exactly. 2019 okay. like the calendar. So year. 2019 season and so, then the Super yeah, Bowl. That play, the 2020 playoffs. Okay. Yep, and it looks so because it's only one year. It looks like they're probably just going to have a, a trial situation going on this year. They're going to see how it works, see how this um this pass interference instant replay works, and then if they need to tweak it, they'll probably tweak it in next season owners meetings the next offseason in 2020 and then uh, they'll kind of go from there yes i i am a big proponent of this rule change i think it, it'll definitely add some add some time to some games the games are definitely going to be longer this season because of that yeah, but that's the only thing. i think it, it's a necessary rule if, if you if games continue to be um, won and lost by rules um, and situations like what happened in the NFC Championship game last year, the NFL's ratings will suffer, and they'll do anything to keep themselves at the top of the ratings uh, in the, in America. So uh, it's a good move by the NFL. Yeah, I think it's a good move. The only reason it's under consideration for years, the only thing is if there are a lot, there are a lot of pass interference penalties in an NFL game, a decent amount. And if everyone's getting reviewed, that might be a little over the top. But I, I think it will be fairly good. It's not like every pass interference. The guy's going to be throwing a review flag. you got to think there was actually something No, there has wrong. to be some sort of guideline as to what this yeah. can be used. I don't want to, like— Also uh, lost in that game so was uh, earlier in that game. I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, the Rams were driving, and there was a missed face mask by the Saints committed against the Rams. I that they didn't call and it would have given the Rams first and goal. Yeah. And it would have turned the deficit that the Saints faced later on into seven more points. Oh, there's missed calls. Yeah, but I'm saying like people the thing is just how blatantly bad that call. But this was a blatantly bad 
face, face mask, mask that yeah. was missed too, yeah. and they would have given them a first and goal. Yeah. So you know? it's like, wh- where where do you draw the line? I don't know, but that was a bad call. The Saints <laughs> that and was a bad call. The Saints and blatantly bad. You know, that actually is a perfect segue into this next thing we're going to do. Last uh, week, yeah. last week, um, our, G- our Jets GM search ended. So, this week. All right. So, how long until Greg Williams implements a bounty system? Wait, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I can't. I think he already did. I probably already did. Yeah. But actually, uh, we will segue. Um. Deb could not make it to uh, this episode, unfortunately, but she was kind enough to provide a uh, nice little snippet of her talking about the current Jets. Um, Be kind, rewind. Yes, the current Jets uh, front office situation and them filling it out with uh, Phil Savage. So I'm going to pass it off to, to uh, Deb. So the Jets have made some new hires to help new general manager Joe Douglas round out his front office. And it's some very interesting football, football guys in... Phil Savage as senior advisor. You also have Chad Alexander as the director of player personnel and Rex Hogan as assistant general manager. Um, according to this article from Jets Wire, these are three guys he's surrounding himself that, that Douglas is surrounding himself that he can trust. Um, Savage was the director of college scouting and director of player personnel on the Baltimore Ravens from 2000 to 2004. And the connection between Savage and Douglas is that they were is that Douglas was on the Ravens. Um, Savage was his men- was Douglas's mentor when Douglas was finding finding his way through the organization. And this is according to Jets Wire. And to give credit where credit is due to uh, Taylor Cal- Calvaruso. Um, and then Alexander was who worked with Savage as a scout on the ra- on the Ravens. So Alexander was um, at, in 2009. He was the assistant the Ravens assistant director of player personnel and was responsible for finding guys like Terrell Suggs, Michael Orr, and um, Ladarius Webbs. So these are some pretty good good, um, hirings. Then you've got Hogan, who actually was a part of Mike McCandon's staff back in 2015. He then went on to be the vice president of personnel in 2017, helping Chris Ballard, I should say, get the get the team, get that that um, indie team to the to the postseason. Um, Hogan has some knowledge of the roster, so this is an actually some couple of interesting, some really interesting hires, and it'll help build a guy who's who's another talent guy to help maybe put this organization back on track. So back to you guys in the studio. What are your thoughts on the on on the um, personnel choices by Jets GM Joe Douglas? I think that they're great appointments. Especially the Phil Savage one. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Reese's Senior Bowl, which is um, the premier um, all-star game for for the NFL draft prospects that have graduated from college. Phil Savage ran that for a few years, and it really um, I don't if you guys don't know about the um, the Reese's Senior Bowl, definitely check it out. It's a really good way for for you to kind of get a head start on looking at some of the top NFL draft prospects. He ran that very successfully for a number of years, and I think he'll be a great hire as a senior advisor for the Jets. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I I I don't like the Jets, but I, I like all the hires. I was about to say I like the hires, but I didn't want to really say I like the Jets. But all right, I'll give it to him. What's up, Dan? Oh, I got uh, breaking news. Yeah, I, I, I know <laughs> what you're about to get into. Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> The Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay De- I was going to say Devil Rays. I still can't. Uh, I, not Tampa Bay Rays have received Major League Baseball's permission to explore becoming a two-city team. 
What? Tampa area yeah, yeah. and yeah, I have the full brain. Montreal. No, you're yet. not. You're not serious about that. This is according nah, to ESPN. No, nah, I'm dead serious. Tampa, Tampa Bay play se- and Montreal. Play Mate, early season is, home games in the Tampa area and finish the season, season in, in Montreal. Montreal. It's happened before. Like, not like that. No, not I, like that. No, you're yeah. going from one end of the continent to the other. It's just that, right up I-75. The Expo. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, wow. like nah. a few 20 hours. Yeah. No it would deal. be like two separate They'd be at two separate bills. It's not like they're flying different games and right, stuff. Right? No. There. Yeah, yeah. But the Expos played their first forty games, and I don't have the specific year. Anything to get Tampa out. Played, Those, they, they, MLB uh, should just take. In the seventies, the Expos is, played. Are no, Tampa's actually, attendance numbers not worse in the seventies. Miami. In, in oh yes, two thousand and three, the Expos played their first forty games of the year in Puerto Rico, and then they went back to Montreal. Well, okay. So it um, has happened before, and it's well, not very far-fetched because Tampa Bay is going to be either losing the team or they're going to have to figure out a way to keep it. But they want to keep it, so this is just about the most feasible option. Well, Cause okay. Because if they play their home game, I mean their first part of the season in Tampa Bay, then the stadium in Montreal would not need a dome. So that's what the big one of the big reasons is. Right, are. right. And the, the games would take place at Olympic Stadium? Uh, I, I didn't. It doesn't have a specific. Would it be the Sky Dome? Is Sky Dome even still open? I don't even know. Anyway, um, it's, actually, uh, no. It says they would, uh, they would build new stadiums in Tampa Bay and Montreal. Oh, good. In both of them. Yes. I need two stadiums for mm-hmm. my baseball team. You may think that you can only give me one, but I need two, or I'm moving. Oh. Wow, Miami uh, currently Miami thirty-eight home games they averaged nine thousand three hundred and seventy-eight. Tampa Bay thirty-eight home games they average fourteen thousand five hundred and forty-five. Yeah, so but those are so much higher because they're thirty-eight home games. I was going to say how many sixteen are against the Yankees and Red Sox already oh. this year? Okay, of the season. No, well, I'm saying in the oh no, but I'm oh, 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 so far. So oh, I don't know. So the far, Tampa area that that will inflate those numbers on the. No, Tampa. I'm saying in the season, I think sixteen. Yeah, so their, it would go up with those sixteen games. Yes, there yes. are a lot of people from Boston and uh, the New York Yankee, City area. Yes, you, a Yankees, Yankees and Red Sox get their highest yeah. attendance of the year, right. and it's mostly Yankees and Red Sox fans. Yeah. Like you watch a Yankee game, it looks like Yankee Stadium. Like, it looks like a shitty version of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> stadium's not bad there. Anyway, now I hear it actually is fairly nice. I hear it looks like an aquarium outside though. Uh, you know what seems really nice though? A uh, Steinbrenner Field in Tampa. Oh, they're yeah, saying, Tampa, they're, uh, or spring training field. Yeah, their spring training field's really nice. Um, bringing it back to football though, Todd Gurley's trainer came out and commented on Gurley's arthritic knee. And no one has told anyone. Apparently, the media has run away with this idea that Gurley's uh, touches are going to be capped this year. No one seems to have told Gurley's trainer. So No, they, they resigned C.J. Anderson, right? No, no he went to Detroit. Detroit. Oh, really? They, yeah. They drafted oh, Darryl. That What seemed like a no-brainer move. They drafted Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. The running back from Memphis. Yeah. Uh, that's that's oh. a great draft pick by them. But that's, That guy's like built like a fire hydrant. And yep. he's fast he's sh- as hell. I know. He's short, fast, and, and stocky. I'll, I'll be interested to see how, how he fits into that offense. Yeah. They play on turf, right? Uh, yeah. They play their stadium. They're going to play on turf. They're going to play on turf. I don't know. plays on turf. But the, well, no, there is still some grass. Turf, as opposed to grass. There's still some grass. The Oakland Raiders still play on grass. 
do they? Well, until they move to Vegas, Vegas. they will. Um, there's AstroTurf, and then there's the fake grass. Yeah, yeah AstroTurf right. is long retired, yeah. my friend. It <laughs> is field turf now. What is this? No, AstroTurf used to be like yeah, Astro Tampa Bay Blue Jays. I mean, Toronto Blue Jays used to had that until like two years ago. Yes, but now I actually think they still might have AstroTurf. They moved. Outfield. They moved. A lot of places have moved from AstroTurf turf to, to field, field turf, turf, which yeah. has all the. Uh, black pellets and everything the recycled yeah. tires yes yeah, that's i'm telling you that's every nfl field yeah yeah it for the most part is. It, that, and then and, until somebody then they'll link that to cancer or something in a few years and say ah, we gotta stop that probably <laughs> but sticking with running backs uh maurice jones drew uh former running back for the jacksonville jaguars Oakland raiders uh he is now currently an nfl analyst at nfl.com he released his running back ratings saquon barkley the top-ranked running back, uh, number two, was Alvin Kamara, followed up by Le'Veon Bell, and number four... Zeke Elliott. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott. Number five, uh, Christian McCaffrey was number five. Our, the guy we were that's just talking about, Todd, Todd, uh, Todd Gurley, was number six. But that's, I mean, I don't really have a problem with the guys that are actually in the top five. The ranking, I think I would probably change up a little bit. I'm a, I would probably... Um, I, I would might. probably put Alvin Kamara above Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't know. I'd and put then Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, and Christian McCaffrey probably are, might, are in the right spot here. I might drop Le'Veon out of that top five spot just because he missed all of last year. So not for a, not for an injury though. No, not for an injury, but I, I might know. drop Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. I, I I was a big proponent of Le'Veon Bell when he was playing um, normally for the Steelers a few years ago. He is one of the best running backs in the game, not oh, only yeah. because he, he has he has a unique running style with his patience, but he's also strong as hell, and he's a elite route runner at the running back position as well. He's strong I, as I think, Bell. I think Catching. he's good. Yeah. Strong as Bell. Well, you should see the look I just gave to <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell is a great running back. I think he'll, he'll be a great contributor for the Jets this year, even though I hate the Jets as a Patriots fan. But um, but no, good for them, and that's an interesting interesting ranking. Good for I, good for MJD I here. I think Saquon is. I, I like him at number one. I think he is the best running back in in the league right now. Don't I? Maybe I might take Zeke out. Throw David Johnson in there. Really, David no. Johnson's been injury prone. I, I, yeah. He's one year he was prone. injured one one he year he was injured one year and, well and then it just like never like year? full it was well, one of those the, the yeah, last year it was just kind of I think if, if you're that good of, if you're that good of a running back in my in my opinion you got to at least make your team somewhat competitive david johnson did not do that fair point but but no, um i don't understand how he has sony sony michelle that high I, I don't think the giants were really too competitive where, though. where's sony <laughs> michelle at 11 Really, Sony Michelle was a great running back. He is a great running back. We're talking the number one pick and the number three pick. I don't think that you could say the Giants were too competitive. Those Georgia yeah. running backs. I mean, he's got so. Dalvin Cook ahead of Sony Michelle. That's I would too. That's offensive. Oh. Because uh, well, uh, my Sony thing Michelle, with Michelle is that the, well, they're both. Is Nick Chubb at the nine spot? Yeah. Nick Chubb is at the nine spot. Yeah. Those Chubb Georgia high. running backs. My God, Georgia is RBU. They are yeah. in college. That goes. Well, without you think saying. of uh, who, uh, who was the running back from the Broncos back in the day? And, uh, Terrell Davis. Thank you, Terrell Davis. He was uh, he was a uh, yeah. He was a Georgia Bulldog. Um, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. Rodney Harrison. Uh, Rodney Hampton. Rodney Hampton. Rodney yes, he Harrison was. was a stupid little safety who took steroids. <laughs> I can remember him. So do Chargers fans. So do people <laughs> who watch Sunday Night Football. I'm pretty sure I he's still him. an analyst. I hate him. <laughs> him and him and Herm. 
Herm? Uh, what? Herm. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Oh, is it Tony Wow. I don't know why I, <laughs> wow. I, don't know okay. why I said that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. No, we're going to We're going to skip over that yeah. one. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones. Um, he's Wait, been impressing oh, at training camp. And uh, he came out and said he's not bothered by booze, which is good because it's New York. And, Wait, the people like, are not and he'll be getting away. a lot of booze oh, coming yeah. up this season. No, yeah. Right. Like, there's so many bars and stuff. He could just get booze wherever the hell he wants. Yeah. And I'm calling it. <laughs> It's a quarterback controversy. Who's going to play this year? There's so many Jones liquor seems, stores, he could get booze anywhere. There are the so one. many liquor stores, and I don't Open feel like there's enough hours. liquor therapy in the world to prepare me for this quarterback controversy. He might, I'll tell you, he might need a lot of booze after his tenure. Not as much as I do. Anyway. Uh, it's a lot of the fans know. They think they know more than the experts. Listen, you know. I do not. I'll wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. I really want to give Daniel Jones a chance. But it's hard for me to give Daniel Jones a chance when it seems to be the drafting of him is kind of the culmination of what I and many of the other fans to view as a questionable decision by current GM uh, David Gettleman. I it was definitely questionable. I do hope that Daniel Jones is everything that he's been ma- he's we've been told about him. I hope he's everything. I hope he's better than Eli. But I have my doubts, and I'm very very worried. Uh, Speaking of Giants, who were possibly disappointing, I texted you about this yesterday, Ike. The Redskins, uh, the plan has been announced that they will be, it looks like they're going to start Eric Flowers at guard. Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers. Go um, ask the Giants what starting Eric Flowers does for your offensive line. I once, recomm- the guard, I once so seriously <laughs> recommended that we find a tree stump. And we just kind of put it in place of Eric yeah. Flowers, throw a jersey on top. And I said, you know what? It, yes, it the, the, might, it the edge rusher will get around that tree stump, but it will take not as longer. Fast. It'll yeah, take not as fast. <laughs> the tree stump won't move out of its way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I for your Patriots news, Tom Brady getting in some work with uh, Josh Gordon. Flash Gordon is on his way back. Not back yet. He's still um, not completely reinstated by the NFL to come back and um, start playing again for the Patriots, but the Patriots still do own his rights. So him. when that happens, didn't they resign him to a one-year deal uh, at the beginning of the offseason? Yes. Yep. So, but he's but he's still not completely um, reinstated. Yeah, no, so after reinstated. after he's reinstated, the Patriots own his rights, so they'll be able to play with him. Um, and it's good that he's getting uh, getting some working with Tom Brady because he won't, you know come. Um, you know, actual training camp, and uh, once the season starts, he won't be able to play until he is actually reinstated. Josh so, Gordon's been ruining my fantasy team for about three years now. I've been drafting him as like the last pick, just holding on to him until he finally well, comes back. That, that well, year, that, year that he, the year that he actually that he blew up, he had yeah, fourteen hundred yeah, yards. Yeah. I drafted him in the last pick, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I just hold on to him. Yeah, I've done it the last two years. Oh, I'm holding on to him until he comes back. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Okay, can I, uh, Eric Flowers? You know who was drafted right after him? Please no. Todd Gurley. He's not that good. Danny Shelton. Uh, Todd Gurley. Danny, d- Danny Shelton. Are there any? Bad. Are there any starting offensive linemen that were drafted like within the five the five picks immediately uh, after um, Eric Flowers? Uh, what year was he drafted? Uh, Andres Pete. Andres Pete. Oh, yeah, that's Andres yeah. Pete is a great player. Andres Pete. Okay. Great. He was drafted by uh, the Saints. 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 Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a great player. Devonte the Parker, then Melvin Gordon. Devonte <laughs> Parker is terrible. But, is he still on the uh, Dolphins? Yeah, he's he still on the Dolphins. He's the number wide receiver. One wide receiver. Him and Devonte Adams are like the receivers that are going to break out over well, the past. Devonte Adams has kind of, but 
What? He didn't have a good year last year? No. I don't I don't oh, feel what? like Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams is not a good player. Yeah, thank you. I, I, that's why I was Devontae Adams question. actually had a really good year last year. He had 120 year. catches last year. Did he? Yeah, he finished top five in the league. Am I am I losing my mind? Oh, no, no. De- he was a pro Devontae goal. Parker is who we were talking about for the Dolphins. No, yeah, but then not he, oh, I know, and then he said, brought up Devontae no, Adams. I brought up yeah. Devontae Adams. I did. I said. Okay. The, he I had 111 catches. Yeah, Devontae Adams is a great player. Devontae Adams is a great I'm an idiot. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're thinking of different players. Devontae Adams is a great player. Devontae Parker is There's not. a Packers wide Devontae receiver. Devontae Parker, it's of. more so injuries than him Randall being Cobb? bad. But he was hurt. Maybe it was Randall. A I don't think so. St. Brown? <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Uh, Geronimo maybe. Allison? Anyway, speaking of guys Geronimo. who make a big impact on the fantasy side of things, Mike Thomas. The Saints are reportedly willing to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Good for him. He deserves Why not? it. He, Just like he was saying. You know, I... When I think of the best wide receivers in the NFL, I think of guys like Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans, um, Antonio Brown, uh, Julio Jones. Mike, Mike Julio Thomas Jones, is better than, yes. than Michael Evans, if, yeah. you, if you ask me. Yeah, me. But, it's, I mean, it's hard for it, he just wait, slips under the radar. I think. Look, look at his look at his stats though, Michael. Mike Thomas has been. I actually think Mike Thomas over is better than every single one of them. I think DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Thomas are the two best receivers yep. in the NFL right now. Me too. All right. Well. Antonio Brown, wait until you see this year with Derek Carr. He's not going to be nearly as good. Well, go ahead. Oh, are, you, uh, are you – I do think he's a, a great player going to have a good year. But are you a proponent that he got where he is because Mace, a lot uh, in not, part because of Roethlisberger? Not – like, I don't think it Well, I mean, definitely in part. Yes, definitely in part. I think Michael it does Thomas have, had, have taken part. Michael Thomas last year in 16 games had 125 catches, 1,405 yards, and nine touchdowns. And yes. next week, on, and and on next week's like episode, Zach's going to do his homework on NFL receivers, so he what, knows what the hell he's talking about. I, what, I felt like I played him in fantasy all 16 of the weeks. He had about 40 points. He had like 25 he's points every player. single game. He's an amazing player. In PPR, he's, he's a king. Yes. Oh, yes. And also, he's made the Pro Bowl twice, and he's uh, all pro. No, yeah, he's so all Thomas, pro last year. Definitely I, I think him and DeAndre Hopkins are... Uh, Odell, I think, is unreal. Odell and Antonio Brown, I think their personalities take them down a bit. They're, what, yeah, they're they're more talented, but you but, know, yeah, in terms they, of Michael Thomas is, is more of a uh, Larry Fitzgerald type of receiver. He's, yeah, like, he's quietly dominant. If you have to pick over, see, I'm picking Hopkins or Thomas to, on my team over Antonio Brown or Odell. Antonio Brown, two years ago, who would have ever thought, if as a Steelers fan, he would be the sole cause of just imploding your team. No one would ever thought that. Okay, no, I, I I'm gonna send you a video that you should watch because I don't believe that it was just Antonio Brown. He well, played a big role in it, but it, I there there was a three headed monster. Mike, that, that Mike took Tomlin, down. Ben Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown. That is the three. Well, monster. and Le'Veon Bell had nothing to do with it. Le'Veon Bell I, wasn't I, there. Le'Veon Bell wasn't there to have anything. You to do just with said it. the yeah. last three years. No, I'm saying last year. I said of two. Of course, he had something to do with it. He wasn't there. That, yeah, that, the team imploded without him being there. So it's not like he's the uh, one in the locker room causing problems. <laughs> yeah, and hey. we're gonna just finish this off with uh, some good oh. happy news. What's a catch, though? I don't know. In an NH- in an NFL, what's a catch? In the NHL, um, a catch is in the NFL. What's a catch? Uh, in the real world, I'm um, a catch. Hey, hey! <laughs> All right, everyone. On that note, I'm not even going to finish with that piece of news. That's, that's, that's high, just that's too a good perfect. Right. Everyone, plug your up. stuff. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, where can we follow you on Twitter with uh, that line, Mr. Dylan Oranges? Remember, I'm a catch. Follow me at uh, Orange underscore Juice Ten at Twitter, and then Instagram Dylan underscore Oranges. Danny, 
Well, uh, my Instagram Not is all. Insta. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you have your Instagram update? <laughs> I, I I don't have an update on that, but uh, Twitter at zero seven dmac zero seven. That oh. would be my Twitter handle too, but I, I mean my handle. Uh, Instagram handle, but I can't get into the account. So, Ike, you can follow me on Twitter at Ike Igbuch, I K E E G B U C H. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at E-G-B-U-C-H-A-G-R-A-M, Igbuchagram. And then, actually, I just launched my own podcast with a friend of mine, Ryan Grady. Um, check out for the We Call It Football podcast, available on Anchor, Spotify, and many other platforms. Well, all right. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I will also be launching uh, my second podcast on Monday, since we're plugging that. It is called No, No, We're Serious. Um, It is me, a couple of my buddies, and we're going to have a rotating fourth man every week. It should be a good time. It's going to be us. I'm going to pick a topic. We tell stories and kind of go from there. Uh, On top of that, you can follow me on Twitter at Captain underscore Z Morgan and Instagram at Zach Morgan 47. I will be uh, going back on Instagram and Twitter very, very soon. I'm still on my media blackout. For any other questions, inquiries, please feel free to email me at zmorgan47 at gmail.com. Until next week, guys, this has been Triple D with INZ. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Triple D with INZ on MESN Radio. Tune in next week for another episode. 